2: Tell Laddy, the Haddy Hook, the Haddy Hook, Haddy Hook, Happily Ever After. Tell Laddy, the Haddy Ho, the Haddy Ho, Haddy Ho, Haddy Ho, Haddy Happily Ever After. A tell Laddy, the Ho, the Princess, she walked happily home. Tell Laddy, the she live happily ever after. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen.
0: Cram Weaver Tyler. Currently in crime process. Oh.
2: <laughs> Actively criming.
0: Uh, what is your active crime? I'm, I'm going to put it down so that I can focus on recording. But as we start off, I did just want to say that I am playing Pokemon and robbing old people. Oh, there you go. Over and over again. Now,
2: well, you could probably keep that up while recording. It's uh, From what you were describing, it sounds like it's not. It's a hard very low task. impact. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am just driving a bike in a circle for a 100 steps and then fighting the same two old people in a park over and over, and taking $16,000 from them every single time. That's
1: very close to what I've been doing.
0: Oh? Well, <laughs> in
1: real life? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to describe that a bit? Well, pretty much exactly what you said, except they... Also, who are you? Who am I? Oh, I'm... Yeah. Well, I feel like I shouldn't reveal my identity now that I just confessed Yeah, to that's crime. True. <laughs> All
2: right, our shadow speaker.
1: I'm... Uh, Mm Greenbiss. Other. (laughs) Is my name. Um,
2: Other's such a good last name.
1: (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't it be? Please, call me Mr. Other. Call me Dr. Other.
0: Dr. Other. (laughs) If you had your druthers.
2: You'd be an other.
0: But what is your crime? I interrupted. It is, it is just...
1: Riding my bike in a circle and robbing old people, but they're oh, they they're, they're very rich though. It is quite it literally is, what I'm doing. It is it is very much a, a Robin Hood situation. <laughs> they they are trying to go to space and they don't need to do that.
2: Yeah, I think it's fine if you take space money from from them.
1: They're they're and setting up another uh, another boring company. Turn it Venus.
2: Into Earth money.
1: Another incredibly unimaginative and (laughs) unuseful um, transport option.
0: Their plan is to dig holes up into space. Yes. We keep trying to explain to them that's ridiculous and makes no sense.
2: So they're digging holes up into space? Yes. (laughs) See, I have been avoiding news cycles as much as possible because it's all depressing and terrible. (laughs) What? What What's that like? I mean, I still get a lot of it. Right? I just don't go seeking it out because it keeps happening. <laughs> um, so it does I've,
0: all just keep happening. So, I mean, so I've missed... Sort of by its nature, it does right. keep happening.
2: <laughs> so I've missed the digging holes into space information. Well, uh, no, I'm
0: saying that uh, the our world's boring company, currently, huh? that we have,
2: uh-huh.
0: is uh, their plan is to dig holes down so that cars can go explode at the center of the earth, I guess.
2: Oh, okay. All um, right.
0: But this elderly couple that Gordy is robbing of their startup funds, <laughs> yeah <laughs> their attempt is to dig holes to space. Correct. Which is why it must be stopped in this Robin Hood-esque manner. And I just did want to clarify that mine is not a Robin Hoodly pursuit. I am just trying to get way more Pokeballs than I need to have. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you, you are than trying any to... reasonable person needs to have. <laughs> You're trying to become Pokebezos. But...
0: <laughs> sure, of course. Why? Why
1: would you not, given the opportunity? I suppose. But what do we do here when
0: we're not robbing the elderly?
2: <laughs> uh, aside from robbing the elderly, we we do rob history of its. Uh... <laughs> oldest stories ever told
0: (laughs) we have always been robber barons in a sense i suppose
2: (laughs) yeah we we take we take from history and we give to the future (laughs) um so we are also robin hoods uh yes i'm gonna read a folk tale from somewhere in the world that neither of you have heard before you two are gonna try and stop me and fail uh and then we're going to see if we can fix this thing that's our show that's what we do
0: (laughs) It's the long and short of it.
2: Uh, we are officially into December, which means that we can we can talk Crimble's times again. It's legal now.
0: <clears throat> the Krampus is about.
2: It is. Actually, I do need to grab the Krampus out of storage and start hiding it around the house.
0: <laughs> to scare Freybug with.
2: She's so easily scared. She went to her first dog park experience today and met her cousin puppy, and he got within two feet of her did not touch her, and she yelped like she had been mauled <laughs> and then went and hid behind us. So, yeah, it's not hard to scare Freybug. <laughs> She's still afraid of the light in the library, the one from on the ceiling.
0: The one that's been her her entire life. Yep.
2: <laughs> but Eric hit it once six months ago and it moved and she didn't realize that it was capable of movement and now she has to check every time she enters the library.
0: Yeah, I guess to be fair, that would call into question a lot of things that she just held to be true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, this, the whole stability of her universe <laughs> was kind of uh,
0: hinged on knowing what things can and can't move. I'd call that,
1: yeah, like a sort of a linchpin of your your experience with the world.
2: There's currently a bag near the back door that she uses to go out outside. That was not there before. And she is afraid of that too. So she has pretty much slammed herself into the glass door in her haste to get around spot where <laughs> Bag is.
0: It's so. a cruel irony that she would hurt herself in the effort to not be hurt.
2: One day. One day she'll be a brave dog. <laughs> with, it with is within a her. Little more, yeah, Like she's there's a lot of intelligence here, but there's not a lot of sense. <laughs> so...
0: Just gotta marry those two.
2: <laughs> we just gotta buff one up. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, it's, it's Crimble season, and I have, um, I'm, I'm gonna make a lot of enemies right now. I've never seen Die Hard, but I kind of get the idea of what it's yeah. about, uh, and I think I have here uh, a Die Hard of Folktales, in that it's <laughs> technically a Krimbus folktale, mm-hmm. because it's happening around that time. That works, uh, but nothing in it is of a spirit even a little bit. And there's we can also change that easily. A lot of violence.
0: <clears throat> I can add Scrooge or the Grinch to pretty much any story.
2: That is a, a pretty terrifying power you have.
0: He's always an option this time of year. I have a shiny Scrooge and a shiny Grinch in pokeballs, <laughs> ready to be deployed at any moment.
2: So we are going to Iceland today. Uh, we're going to be reading the story. Egil and Asmund and this was suggested to us by Heerius on the discord so thank you Heerius and also no thank you Heerius because this (laughs) is a trip
0: (laughs) well all right then
2: uh so this is uh heads up probably going to be a multi-parter episode because it's it started and it just kept going there are multiple stories within stories and yeah, there's there's a lot to this. Luckily, it's broken down into different parts or chapters within it, so we should be able to bookmark it pretty easy. <laughs> uh, and this was sourced by the book Seven Viking Romances, published published by Penguin. Um, I looked up the book; it had a couple of authors, but it didn't say like who did what. So this, this is from that book published by Penguin. Take it up with them. <laughs> So, are you two ready to get into the very crumble spirit?
0: Yes, I think so. It's time. It's finally time. It's time. We've avoided it long enough.
2: All right. Agil and Asmund. Part one Brynhild.
1: Oh no. (laughs) I
0: changed my mind. (laughs)
2: Tell me, tell me what you're feeling right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, Gordy, that was a visceral reaction.
2: What's what's the specific concern um, with part well, one, Brynhild?
1: <laughs> well, it's more it's the part one that <laughs> that unnerved me a little bit because I, I mean, I I guess you sort of warned us, but I still was not quite prepared for like
0: <laughs> the extent.
1: Uh, yeah, a a multiple multiple part endeavor. On the on like the part of the story that is uh,
0: somewhat related, the first teaser trailer for the Spider Verse sequel came out yesterday, uh, yeah. and it did it did have part one at the end of it, which was surprising to see. Mm-hmm.
2: See, so that's a good exciting part one. <laughs> this is an ominous part one because also part one features a character name that's not in the title. Correct. Uh, so keep that in mind because.
0: We're about to do a lot of establishing, and I'm not sure how much of it will matter.
2: Yeah, that's a good question, because there was a (laughs) point toward the end where I was losing track of who was what, so um, strap in, you two. (laughs) Part one, Brynhild. There once was a king called Hertrig. Uh, He ruled over Russia. Uh, He was married, and he had two daughters. Both daughters were named Hild because why bother like you get one name that works and and it took a long time and a lot of fighting back and forth
0: honestly i'll take that over no names whatsoever Mm -hmm. two hilds an attempt was made (laughs) yeah double double hild that's fine that's my hild to die on
2: (laughs) go go back to scamming old people tyler i'm
0: currently scamming old people you can't stop me (laughs) i can do both I just pressed the button that launched a flamethrower at this flower, as I was saying that. (laughs) This is my power.
2: (laughs) Unleashing dad jokes and death at the same time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And flamethrowers. From a water Pokemon. Gyarados knows flamethrower. What the fuck is this thing? It's always been a question. Anyway, you were saying.
2: I'm assuming that Hertrig just has, like, a long and storied past, Um, so, like, they ran out of girl names that... Weren't a, an X or something, uh, <laughs> real quick. So they just they had Hild, and then when they had another daughter, it's like, damn it, we're making on a son. We have so many son names. Fine, <laughs> Hild two Hild <laughs> They'll figure it out.
0: This is in case we lose one. Back
2: Backup Hild. <laughs> uh, so both Hilds look good. They don't make any fusses or whatever. They've been raised right, and the king's like, yeah, okay, yeah, these daughters are pretty cool. I'm I'm this- down. Is that how
0: the story phrased it or how you phrased it? That they look good?
2: Uh, I think they were fine looking girls was okay. how the story phrased it.
0: Yeah, it, I'm used to them saying like, they were the most beautiful girls in the world. No, nah. <laughs> And it if story- it had just said, they're fine.
2: <laughs> well, it did. It said they're fine looking girls.
0: These babies are good.
2: Now, fine looking does doesn't imp- uh, pr- uh, imply more than just a shrug yeah. at them. However, I'm shrugging. Because <laughs> we have, we've listened to so many stories about the most beautiful maidens in the world. So fine looking? Alright, these, yeah. They're, they're. I'm sure you are. They're fine. They're maybe not straight hotties like some of the other princesses, but they're good. They look good.
0: Seven to eight in that range.
2: Um. So once when the king was off murdering wildlife like kings do, uh, the older Hild, who everyone called Brynhild because she had been trained in the skills of knighthood, she went off to the nut grove with her maidens. Uh, while she was there, a huge beast called a jazi, which uh, appears literally only in the story and was continually attempted to be uh, spell corrected, um, could not find any explanation of this word in Google. Uh, he came up and he was an enormous savage beast. He's got the longest life of all the beasts, so it is a known creature uh and but only the one
0: of them, mm-hmm. and
2: this explains the common phrase that we, of course, all of us know, including mm-hmm. Google. Let's all say it together, all at once. Google knows this phrase for sure. Also, you can search it, and it's like ten thousand results. Um, a very old man. A
0: very old man is as old is as old as, as the hijazi. Oh, as we all know. That's
2: yep. That thing we grew up hearing it every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. You've okay. been to Iceland, Gordy. Have you yes. heard of this thing? Say it again. Hijazi. It's H J A S I. Uh,
1: I don't think so. That doesn't. That th- I never saw one.
0: <laughs> Certainly.
1: If, the, if that's if that's what what you're asking. Hey, stop. Okay, I have to do part of this rec- recording with a cat <laughs> I insisting mean, on being held. Hello. Our Hi. our interns Hi. are okay. important.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: It's in um, the contract. He's all right. Yeah, we're just going to be like this for a little bit. Um <laughs> Okay. Okay.
2: We all know that we don't truly have any power in our houses. Uh, Crickets just not a lap cat.
1: Right now he's a shoulder cat.
2: <laughs>
1: Those are the best. And and a chewing on my headphones cat, huh?
0: You're basically uh, a pirate now.
1: Almost. Um, but no, I never I never saw that creature or I think have heard that specific name.
2: So if anyone has heard this or that phrase, please let us know how common it is.
1: What's the phrase again?
2: A very old man is as old as the Jazi.
0: Yeah. Not heard.
2: It's also not a particularly clever phrase. Like, oh, you're as old as an old thing.
0: Yeah, clever or useful. You're just saying the same thing twice.
2: Yeah, you're old as old.
0: Old things are old. It's kind
1: of a Water nice, is wet. It's kind of a nice tautology, I guess. <laughs> it And it is, I, I suppose. I don't know. Does it tell you anything? Maybe. <laughs>
2: Uh, Well, basically what this thing is, is like a big monstrous dog that's got ears so large they touch the ground, so I'm envisaging just a big old basset hound. Mm. Just an elderly, gigantic basset. So the women all scattered, but the creature grabbed hold of the princess Brynhild, the one trained in the skills of knighthood, but not for right now, um, and ran off with her. So the maidens had to report her loss to the king.
0: And the king said, that's why we had two.
2: Uh, yeah. He was terribly distressed by this news. And he had a search made for this daughter, which I assume he did not participate in. Because, you know, king. Uh, but there was no trace of her anywhere. And no one could tell him anything about her disappearance. And without any information to like liven up the story, people just got bored of it and moved on with their <laughs> lives until Christmas. <laughs> so uh, Christmas mention number one.
1: One right. Of many,
2: yeah. Part two, Beckhild. So it's Kremble's time, and the king's putting together a big old feast. Uh, Did the, even
0: the king forget, or the king is just keeping busy now?
2: I I guess he just yeah. In folk tale times, I suppose you make kids with the assumption that some of them are gonna get carried off by mythical beasts. <laughs> this is not beasts.
0: a permanent member of the family.
2: <laughs> right, like, we'll take them for as long as we can get them, but, you know, there are, there are wizards and giants and things all around, and, and just like regular old boars and dysentery, so, you know. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Why Tis get attached?
2: Uh, so the younger Hild is uh, very clever, and she's called Beckhild, because she's real kick-ass at embroidery yeah and
1: that's, guitar that's cool well that's even cooler
2: uh she used to sit in her boudoir it is unclear how this is related to anything <laughs> or worth mentioning at all
1: she if well, i we do know it she used to sit in her boudoir
2: yeah i, I guess that's what she does yes. to pass the time i too sit in places but i'm not sure that that's how i would describe my time spending
1: um yeah i I, I get that i mean it is was she doing anything else? Anything exciting? I guess I uh, like. I certainly understand the urge to just sit. Um, I am, I am not going to begrudge anyone who feels like they they just need to sit down for a while. <laughs> um, but usually I need more stimulation than that.
2: Yeah, my my problem isn't that she sits in her boudoir. My problem is that this is one of the few characterizations that it was felt needed to be given. So, on the first day of Mass, the king sent for her and she got all fancy and went out into the street with her maidens and some gents, so apparently she lives in a different house from the king, uh, except to travel to get to him. Uh, But as they went past a certain garden, there was an uproar and there was a terrible vulture with wings that seemed to extend over the entire city. Uh, He showed up and just kind of nabbed her, striking two of her servants dead in the process and shaking all the others with terror. Back up, Hild has been vulture-napped.
0: Should have had a third Hild.
2: I know, right? Always, always get a third Hild in the mix. Uh, The news soon reached the king, because presumably she wasn't that far from him, and he was very distressed again. He says, there seems to be no end to our misfortune. What the hell is even behind these monsters? Where are they coming from? Why do they want our hilds? <laughs> hilds aren't that great anyway. We're trying for a son.
0: Um, I'm th- yeah, I'm not that beat up about it. I'm more confused than anything. <laughs> he,
2: he really is. Because then he's like, look, anyone who gives a shit enough to go looking for my daughters can have them. Like First <laughs> one he finds, he gets to marry him. And then I'll give him a third of the kingdom in the bargain. Because I know I need to sweeten the pot. No one's going to go looking for a hild just to have a hild. Um, (laughs) Unless
1: they're also a monster. They are not that valuable in and of themselves.
2: Right. You need a deed to a third of the kingdom, plus a hild. And if the searcher finds them dead, well, I guess they can have the best earldom as a backup prize and also choose whatever woman he wants for a wife, which is a horribly vague stipulation that... (laughs) it's going to cause problems yes. if anyone chooses like the queen you yeah. know
1: yeah you got wanna... to get legal to sign off on that
2: yeah you you want to Which... put a f- a few disclaimers in that one yeah. and maybe also consult any of the women ever
1: that's also <laughs> also would be real great just to make sure people are on board Can you stop biting, please? Hey,
0: <laughs> no. that sounds no. like no. No,
2: bite harder. <laughs> You're
1: going down.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, so some folk heard this offer and they're like, "Well, yeah, that's pretty generous, but uh, it's a lot of work, and it's pretty dangerous, and it's just a hill." It's um, just a hill. So everyone went home after Christmas, just kind of deeply disturbed about the whole thing, but not enough to do anything about it. Uh, winter passed and then summer came cause fuck spring I guess <laughs> and then it was autumn so just fuck spring entirely who needs it uh, in autumn a small gold painted ship pulled into the harbor with 30 men aboard not including servants because why count them the king happened to be at the harbor de- that day uh, so he got to meet these sailors in person and the leader uh, introduced himself as Asmund, which you may recall from the title.
0: I do. Yeah. Briefly.
2: Uh, and he said he is known as the Berserk's killer. Like an anime hero.
0: Yeah.
1: Do it from the anime called Berserk, even.
2: Yeah, sure. He's also 16. So yeah, he's basically just He just an anime. is anime. Yeah, he, he is walking anime. <laughs> So this is Die Hard, the anime, the Christmas story. <laughs> uh, King's like, well, you're unusually useful looking for your age. Where are you from? And uh, Asmund, the berserk's killer, says he's just come in from a Viking expedition. But winter's coming, so they're hoping to hang out here until spring, which I guess is allowed to happen now. You've uh, got
0: this strange protagonist air about you.
2: You have multicolored hair and an odd <laughs> haircut. <laughs> it's time to give you special attention. You look like you have
0: the soul of an ancient pharaoh.
2: <laughs> can you feel the heart of the cards? <laughs> um, and uh, Asmund assures the king that they have plenty of money to pay their own way. They're not looking to mooch off of anyone. So the king's like, yeah, you can stay in my country and have a nice house for your goods. But um, Asmund didn't stay in the house. He hung out with a king a lot of the time and they became like drinking buddies. So, yay. <laughs> the king and the 16 year old anime hero. Part 3 Egil One Hand. Uh, after Asmund had been there for about a month, 18 men showed up in the hall, all wounded, and their leader, uh, Rogenwald, uh, happened to be the leader of the king's defenses, so the king gives enough of a shit to hear what's going on here uh, and wonder who had hurt all of these people. So Roganval reports to him that there's a man named Egil who's a hard man to deal with and has been plundering his kingdom. Uh, so Rogenvald had taken his um, his uh, like five fleets of ships, or his five ships or something. I didn't write down details. Five <laughs> ships. And uh, took on his single 30-man ship. But I don't know exactly how this battle went down, but poorly, because... He had to run away, and these eighteen men are the only survivors of the hundreds that he brought in. Whoops! Oops. Uh, the fellow that's been plundering has only one hand, so his name is Eggle One Hand. Why so put appropriately? Yeah. Speaking
0: right. of pirates.
2: Yeah. Uh, but he manages to do more with the missing hand than the one he's got because he's put a dwarf forged sword in place of the hand, and no one can oh, yeah. match it because this whole damn thing is a fucking anime
1: (laughs) that's yes that is extremely anime
2: (laughs) um so after delivering this information Ragnvald goes to a seat and drops dead (laughs) he's just done but he got to sit down first
1: at least i do yeah and and good on him
2: uh, to take a direct quote from the story, the thought that your death won't be avenged is not to be born, said the king. And then presumably a rock song plays in the background and the image goes to black and white with heavy cross-hatching and the credits start wow, playing. Wow. Uh, so Asmund, the drinking buddy, shows up and is like, well, hey, best way I can repay you for all this, like hospitality and booze and such just to go deal with this plundering dude for you. And the king's like, yeah, I'd like that. Take as many men as you want, please. <laughs> Don't make me think about this too hard. Go deal with it. <laughs> Without me. Uh, so Asmund declines the offer for more men, saying that he uh, he thinks the odds are fair enough. He's got one ship with 30 men. This guy has one ship with 30 men. Why tip the odds? And anyway, if, uh, if he the other guy has found more dudes to help him. Asmund's sure the farmers will, will step in. I guess torches and pitch, pitchforks on their side. So that's his plan. Alright, part four. The encounter.
0: <laughs> Chugging through it.
2: Um, <laughs> we're not.
0: <laughs> we're almost done.
2: Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> um, Alright. So Asmund set off and he told his men to row fully armed off to Egil's ship. Egil wasn't unprepared. The story loves the double negatives instead of just saying like one word, to the, to, or or just being clear about it. Yeah, that's that's
0: a much more succinct way to say he was ready.
2: Yeah, he wasn't unprepared. That's part of why. Also,
0: this... no shit, he's not unprepared. He has a sword hand.
2: He's prepared for anything. He's a living embodiment of the Boy Scout principle. <laughs> And so he asks who was responsible for all that rowing. I guess, like, the noise is bothering him or something. So Asmund fesses up to being responsible for rowing, and he says, Hey, I got some business with you. Let's hear what you want, Egil says. And Asmund says, Let's trade weapons, my swords for your axes. And Egil's like, Sure, do you have lots of money? nope Asmund says but we're hoping to put that right how are you planning to compensate the thief, uh, the king for all your thievery and what I just, is this conversation right now it's very confusing and I did simplify it some to try and make it less confusing but there's only so much I could do <laughs> so yeah he's offered to trade Egil wants also some money Asmund says they don't have any and also you owe the king for stuff and Egil says, Well, we're not in the habit of paying for the odd sheep we take for our table. And Asmund says, Well, guess it's time for punch, because the king <laughs> sent me for your head. And Eagle, to posture back at him, says, Well, the king might must be mighty anxious to get rid of you, which is admittedly a badass way to say, I'm not. <laughs> come at me, bro.
0: I'm gonna cut you open. <laughs>
2: Uh, but Egil then says, "We should maybe we should just become sworn brothers, and then we can kill the king and marry his daughters."
0: Consider this.
2: It's been fun bantering with you. Let's <laughs> let's bond for life and do yeah, regicide. I don't,
0: I don't hate to, I don't hate talking to you. I'd like to keep doing that actually.
2: Yeah, it's been a while since I found someone who like clicks with me like this. <laughs> let's go usurp a kingdom.
0: Let's be bros about it. Treasure those connections when you find them. It's actually a good life lesson.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, have you ever met someone that you just kind of clicked enough with to regicide <laughs> that same day?
0: I mean, we've been doing a podcast for this long. I feel like we could regicide together.
2: Yeah. I mean, in some ways, we already have.
0: In in a lot of ways, we have. <laughs> if you think about it.
2: Uh, so Aspen says, well, the daughters aren't available at the moment as they've been abducted. So, um... Oh. Sorry, no can do. And Eggle says, alright, well, let's not waste our men on killing each other. We'll just fight a duel between us instead. Let's get a room alone together. Can you feel the (laughs) chemistry? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So there's a fight. It's long, but they're about evenly matched. So they sit down to a joint joint drinking fest and pass out through the night. And in the morning, they pick up weapons again and set to destroying three of each other's shields and they keep keep it up and at noon comes along and eggles like hey you want to keep playing this game and asbin's like yeah we don't know who's cooler yet and i don't think i get a mission complete screen if we just stop now <laughs> bt dubs how old are you you single what's going on there
0: <laughs> what's good uh, give me a
2: so eggle says he's 18 and asbin says all right pick up your weapons if you want to live longer than that
0: wait did we know that before
2: no, we knew that Asmund was 16. Right, so
0: <laughs> I, I was imagining a much grittier, older gentleman <laughs> with well, a sword it's, hand.
2: It's a grittier teen boy. <laughs> because <But laughs> <laughs> we're still in an anime.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was imagining kind of a snake pliskin looking individual.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just um, remove some face wrinkles and, and color his hair. <laughs> You can keep the box, though. Uh, so more taunting occurs in the late afternoon. Asmund, at this point, has one wound. They continue fighting. Uh, and then, as it goes on, Asmund's kind of forced into defense mode. He's been wounded three times, so he just tosses his sword down and flings himself at Egil. Like, fuck this. Body slam. It's time to wrestle. Yeah. The sexual tension got too strong.
1: It's the <laughs> oldest and truest art for him.
2: Uh, so Eagle's at a disadvantage here because of the like hand sword problem. Uh, so they scuffle. Is he? I, I mean,
0: I feel like that would still be
2: advantageous. Well, if you get if you stay within the range, there, like ranged weapons are better at a distance, and they do have trouble wielding close up.
0: Yeah, but it's sure. a sword.
2: Yeah, it's, 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 it's a sword is effective within a particular range. <laughs> If you are within or without of that range, it being a sword doesn't kill you better.
0: I feel like a person lunging at you is disadvantageous to them when you have a sword, is all I'm saying.
2: I mean, yeah, if they can't figure out a way to to dodge and weave, then you just have a pers- person kebab. <laughs> uh, so they scuffle, they remove each other's helmets, it's all very steamy. Um, and Asmund says... Ah. Uh,
0: yeah, this is a particular kind of anime now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, very much <laughs> yes.
0: Is. <laughs> this is uh, Eggle on ice,
2: <laughs> and even if it's not meant to be there, the fanfic will immediately take it there. <laughs> um, so they get into like, I guess the the point where you know you'd typically kill your opponent and Asmund's like well shit my sword's all the way over there. Biting your throat seems like it's gonna be a rough time. But you know if you're into it I can give it a try still. Um, I'm gonna take a chance and then they ran off for the sword and back to Egil who still lay as still as if he was having a haircut. So Egil just stayed there on the ground and let Asmund get the sword and you can just write whole fanfic scenes about (laughs) this moment. I have a question. Yes, I is that
0: stiller? <laughs> is that stiller than somebody being asleep?
2: Uh, yes. Because when you're what? having a haircut, what? Cu- what? <laughs> yeah, when you're having a haircut, you're conscious enough to like physically remain still. Hmm. And you have the the motivation to do so, so that you don't end mm-hmm. up with wonky hair.
0: <laughs> is that stiller than somebody who's dead? No i feel like it's just a strange um metaphor
2: yes it is absolutely <laughs> it's a bonkers out there metaphor <laughs> for sure tyler
0: there were easier Where... ways to to describe the the stillness that they're trying to imply there Jeez, were easier so.
2: ways to say this is the summary of the entire writing <laughs> process of the story recall if you will the double negative problem <laughs> And again, I summarized a lot of this out of it, but there is definitely a reason why I was starting to get lost and befuddled by the end of it. Because there's so much like circling the subject and just, like kind of just not saying what they're trying to say.
0: Wait, who's getting a haircut and why?
2: <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> um. Alright, so Aspen says, hey, you're pretty cool. Uh, So yeah, let's do that sworn brothers thing you're talking about. Uh, With or without the regicide. We'll discuss that later. Nagel's like, well it worries me a lot that I owe you my life and Aspen says I'm not gonna kill you silly Billy but I do have to take you to the king because I did sort of promise that I'd handle you. So now they're sworn brothers. A little bit. Yeah, fade to black. They're probably made out. (laughs) Part 5 eagle beak part five sex <laughs> uh, that's uh part 4.5 <laughs> it's for a, a
0: fragmentary passage
2: <laughs> it's for the after hours crew who's pay who pays extra for that scene <laughs> uh so they go back to the king asmund talks up Eggle. the king accepts an oath of loyalty because he does need to replace the dude that Eggle killed um So they get put in charge of the country defense now. The king's 16-year-old drinking buddy and the 18-year-old who killed a previous person in charge of defense and stole his sheep or whatever. This king is all about the path of least fucking resistance. (laughs) Come up with one name. Just keep using that one. Uh, We lost a daughter. Ask some people to look for her, maybe. Uh, She's gone. We'll just keep doing the Christmas party. Whoops, other daughter's gone. If if anyone wants them, they can look for them. I don't... Whatever. (laughs) Who are you? You're in charge of the country defense now. Don't make me interview people.
0: I'm so tired.
2: <laughs> it's so hard to be king. Uh, it's crumbles again. There's another feast.
0: About two for one in one story.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of these. That's why it's it's very much a Christmas story, in spite of a significant amount of gore upcoming. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the I mean, king- I've
0: seen uh, I've seen Home Alone.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I know what
0: a Christmas story is.
2: That's fair. I don't. I don't know if uh, violent beat for violent beat. This would <laughs> win against Home Alone, but it might be close.
0: It's a contender.
2: Uh, I would like, since Home Alone's trying to make more movies and doesn't seem to know how anymore, mm-hmm. uh, we we should offer this for their script doctoring. Like, yeah. hey, hey, guys, why hey. don't you just base base it on this?
0: hate disney plus have you considered giving kevin McAllister a sword for a hand (laughs) are they still trying to make movies Uh, They just put out another one
1: they did oh did did they
0: and they are oddly enough they're going the diehard method of titling now because it's called a home sweet home alone oh
2: so it's another crumbles feast and the king has remembered that he has daughters that are missing and asks say does anyone know anything about the hilds (laughs) <laughs> anyone heard anything there
0: any anybody remember those
2: uh and then he repeats his offer of if you find him you can keep him <laughs> also a third of the kingdom and Engel hears this and he's like hmm, this is a pretty good money making scheme if uh if you're brave enough huh
0: it has been a full year though right yeah absolutely. like christmas it, to christmas yes and he just had to put out that Subtle reminder to the community yeah. that his daughters are missing. <laughs> this is
2: the king's Wikipedia request for donations. <laughs> <laughs> like I guess, qu- uh,
0: you have to just close the overlay before you do anything else. <laughs> My hilds are missing still.
2: Yeah, he's quiet the rest of the year, but come Christmas time, it's just like, look, guys, hilds. You know, just just one hild a day would be done with this in two days.
0: In the arms of an angel. <laughs>
2: Uh, so after midwinter, Eggle and Asmund launched their ship and they selected a crew of 24 people, put a man named Viglogi in charge of the rejects from their crews. Uh, I had written down that name because I was not sure who would matter later. He doesn't. And we never hear about what happens to the rejects from the cumulative 60-man set of crews that they that picked being 24 said, from.
0: Very good name. It is. Yeah, yeah. Big
2: Logie. We just, like, if he would like to donate his name to a protagonist in need. How about s- one
0: of the Hilds?
2: <laughs> they technically, we have needier protagonists out there who've never even gotten a name. <laughs> and whose identities have to change with their clothing. <laughs> uh, so they wander around outlying islands and other bits of geography until uh, next the, the following autumn and at this point they'd reached as far north as Jotunheim so they hit the shores of Jotunheim they haul the ship up and they make themselves comfortable Uh, and then Egil and Asmund tell the the men to hang out there while they go explore the country together no one follow us it's private Egil Asmund exploration time we're we're quote exploring the country wink wink Uh, and if we're not back by summer then just go wherever Uh, So Egil and Asmund wander off. They shoot wild animals and birds to eat, and sometimes they have no food at all. So they finally come to a valley with a river that has a lot of goats in it, and they round up the goats and they grab a big old fat one, and they're about to slaughter it when shouting from the slope makes all of the goats scatter and they lose hold of theirs.
0: What kind of shouting?
2: Uh, Shrill shouting.
0: (laughs) Is it Language. Or just a sound?
2: As I'll leave that one up to you. So far it seems like just a sound. So there was a monster in the rocks who was broader than she was high and shro- spoke in a shrill bell-like voice and asked who was so bold to steal one of the queen's goats? Asmund turns on the charm immediately and is like who are you beautiful bedworthy lady? <laughs>
1: No, no thank you. What an opening line.
0: <laughs> no, th- Ed, no thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Bed Buddy?
2: Try that one on your significant other later today. <laughs> See how it goes. Um, and she says her name is Skinbeak. And she is the daughter Good. of Queen Eaglebeak, who Gross. rules Jotunheim. <laughs> and maybe they should go visit Queen Eaglebeak before they just steal her shit. Get to know yeah. her a little bit. Maybe. Uh, so Asmund says, yep, you're right, and gives her a gold ring. Uh, no possible
0: interpretation of that phrase is pleasant.
2: Which phrase? Skin
0: beak. Skin beak.
2: Oh, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> is it a beak of skin? Is it a beak made for skin? Is it a beak of foreskin? <laughs> <laughs> As I
1: said. All unpleasant. Yeah, all all pretty bad to think about.
2: Uh, Skinbeek says she can't accept the ring because she's sure her mother will say that that's her bed money. Um, I don't know if that means that her mom is would uh, accuse her of prostitution or if that'd be mm-hmm. like a dowry and she'd be married off. Um, so I'll leave that one up to you. Uh, but Asmund said he's not in the habit of taking backseas when he gives gifts. And he wants her to find a place for them to stay. Uh, so she goes with the ring to her mom and she explains the whole thing. And the mom's like, why'd you take the ring? And she's like, well, I was hoping that we could pay them back with hospitality. Her Mom's like, ugh, fine. I guess. Let's go have them come over. So Skinbeak runs back to them and she says, okay, mom says it's chill, but be ready with the news because she's pretty sharp. She likes to be entertained. <laughs> Uh, so they go visit Eaglebeak and Eaglebeak can hardly k- take her eyes off Eagle got some wandering eyes there uh, and hey, it's,
0: hey boy what's that sword do
2: uh,
0: bring that sword closer
2: uh, so some food is ready and other food is cooking so Eaglebeak says well we should share some stories to pass the time while the gruel is getting ready So get ready for the story within a story portion of the story. Part six. A The beginning. I should have bolded these parts. I have an easier time reading them. All right. So (laughs) Asmund tells the story first and he tells the tale of King Otar who ruled Halogaland and married Sigrid and had a son called Asmund. So it's just his dad.
0: Oh, kind of a roundabout way to tell us that information
2: yeah and the son asmund me me who's telling the story me i Uh, storyteller was uh was trained in all kinds of skills and was awesome man by 12 years old (laughs) best man person in the in the whole kingdom by 12 let
0: let me tell you a tale that is really a humble breath (laughs) this is a story of how fucking dope i am
2: once, while out with his playmates Asmund set his hounds on a hare And the hare ran away And the hounds couldn't get it But Asmund didn't give up Even when his horse collapsed from exhaustion So he ruined- I'm faster
0: than dogs
2: So he ruined a horse <laughs> In search of a hare I'll ruin a
0: horse for a rabbit I don't give a fuck
2: uh-huh. That's an
0: acceptable trade to me Asmund, the storyteller
2: That's how brave and intense I am I never give up, even when the cost of not giving up is way more than the reward of succeeding. (laughs) Uh, He kept running after the hare until the hare jumped off a sea cliff and was lost to the ocean, and then he's stuck there with no horse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Suddenly, I realized what the sunk cost fallacy was. (laughs) It's a lesson.
2: And the moral of the story was... Uh, by morning, a heavy mist had risen, comple- and he was completely lost for three days until a tall, handsome man with a scarlet cloak showed up and introduced him as Aaron, son of King Rodlin, who had been on a Viking expedition. And this tall, handsome man, the finest looking man that Asmund had ever seen, is also 12 years old.
1: <laughs> oh. Uh, and oh. Asmund,
2: Asmund at this point is 12 oh. in the story. So it turns out this twelve-year-old jacked dude has been looking for Asmund as a potential rival twelve-year-old jacked dude. So they start competing in sports, and doing a, a lot of wrestling.
0: Eat your fucking heart out, Shonen Jump. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, the, I- Iceland's got you beat. <laughs> um, and they—I thought
0: <laughs> that Jojo had a bizarre adventure, <laughs> but it ain't it ain't nothing compared to this? Just bodybuilding 12 year olds roaming the landscape (laughs) looking to challenge one another
2: Uh, so they decide through all of their wrestling and sports competitions that weapons against each other would be too dangerous Uh, so they just go with let's be brothers so they mix their blood together and become blood brothers and Asmund joins Aaron's fleet of 10 longships and then they sail to Aaron's country Asmund asks him about this, his siblings on the way. You know, just a small talk. And Aaron says that there's a son named Herod who is brave and popular and heir to the throne of Hunland, which was the kingdom his mother came from. And mm. uh, Aaron is the, the heir to the other kingdom. Should, uh, yeah, I don't know that the other kingdom has been named. Um, his father... King Rodlin has two brothers, Hreirik and Sagier, who are both berserks and they're difficult to control, and everyone thinks they're assholes. No one likes them. They go plundering and bring back treasures for the king, though, so he likes them. Everyone else, they, they have nothing to do with these two. Uh, so, after this little bit of genealogy, they get to King Rodlin's harbor and a bunch of fancy ships, which belonged to some brothers from Ethiopia called Bullbear and Vissen, were hanging out there because Bullbear and Vissen had just killed King Rodland and created just a lot of havoc. Just a big old mess.
0: And are they like eight or something?
2: <laughs> I don't think they're ever aged, so sure. Why not? <laughs> so Aaron sounds the alarm and his people flock to him and a fierce battle breaks out. Uh, so Bull Bear versus Aaron goes down on one of the <laughs> ships. <laughs> Bull Bear wounds Aaron badly in the chest, and Aaron takes a broken anchor and drives it deep into Bull Bear's head, and then shoves him overboard, where he sinks head first into the ocean and dies.
0: I feel like we are just reading JoJo's bizarre adventure. Yeah, now. <laughs> this,
2: we are reading a Christmas anime <laughs> about Vikings. Uh, Veesan versus Asmund happened at a different ship. Veesan threw a spear into Asmund's elbow, and then a second spear, which Asmund caught, then tossed back to Veesan straight into his mouth, and like... Oh. uh, pinned him against a mast or something. Anyway, he's gone. So, uh, all the Vikings surrender. The battle took a lot more description than I gave it here, because there's so much. Sure. (laughs) Um... Vikings ended up surrendering I assume by Vikings it's just the foreign plunderers, anyone who's plundering Uh, Asmund has them all killed, which doesn't seem chill, does not seem cash money when you (laughs) surrender (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of the opposite of what you want to happen Yeah. Uh, So they surrender, he has them killed and thrown overboard, and then Aaron and Asmund go into town to have their wounds tended to, and also to make Aaron king So, Aaron's king, everything's happy, and then, like, a month later, Aaron dies suddenly as he's going into his palace. May or may not be related to the wounds received in battle. Could just be Mm. an aneurysm. Who knows? Who knows? Who can say? So, Asmund, as part of the blood brother ritual that... Had a lot more description than I put in here. Uh, Fulfills his part as the surviving blood brother and builds a very nice burial mound over Aaron's body. Uh, He puts Aaron in a chair in full armor and into the burial mound. He also brings Aaron's horse with the saddle and bridle, his banners and his armor, and his hawk and his hound. And then Asmund also brought in another chair to just kind of like sit and hang out inside the burial mound for reasons. And then during the first night of sitting in the mound, Aaron got up, killed the hawk and the hound, and ate them. So we got an undead showing up now. The second night- You know, Christmas. Yeah, so the Christmas zombies. Like
1: like Christmas. Like Scrooge Met.
2: Yeah. Uh, so the second night, he Aaron uh, stood up and tore the horse apart and ate it with his bare hands. He offered <laughs> to share- But Aspen said, nothing in return. I imagine I too would be a little uh, shocked into silence if my dead friend had just gotten up and ripped a horse into pieces.
0: Yeah, I I don't know, I feel like I'd say something. (laughs) Like, why'd you do that?
2: Or, oh god, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or at the very least, yuck.
0: (laughs) Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: (laughs)
2: yuck yeah.
1: man i think i think these are all all <laughs> f- fine responses to such an event
2: <laughs> do you have a favorite response Cordy? <laughs> uh
1: whoa yuck 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 is probably is probably about what i would say
0: it's a strong uh strong option strong play
2: on the third night asmund became drowsy and then aaron got him by the ears and tore them off So I guess this whole time Asmund hasn't had ears and it's just not been worth mentioning. Uh, So Asmund sliced off Aaron's head and then burnt him. And then he left the mound and covered it up again after taking all the treasures out. Which seems also not to be how you handle a burial.
0: Did he stitch ears back on?
2: It is never specified how the ear thing resolves.
0: Maybe his cool anime hair has just covered it this whole time? Yeah,
2: that's probably it. They didn't want to have to draw ears, because ears are hard for this particular animation team, or the character designer, or the, the manga creator, or yeah, whoever. Yeah, hands
0: and feet, no problem. Yeah. Ears, very Achilles' di- heel. Very difficult to do, yes. Achilles' ear, I guess, in this case.
2: Yeah, they can draw Achilles' heel all they want, but Achilles' ear is just straight out. Van Gogh was going to be one of their, their main characters, but then they realized <laughs> that they couldn't quite make that make sense.
0: I would watch a Van Gogh anime. what uh what would that look like uh probably not too dissimilar from his actual life (laughs) that's fair
2: uh we are now at the halfway mark if you guys would like to take a break here
0: well is that just how the story ended the story within the story yes okay
2: yeah he he sliced off his friend's head stole like grave robbed him and burned him
0: why did he tell that story it's
2: just a cool story man it's a neat thing about me aaron the the once jacked 12 year old and the now jacked 16 year old (laughs) who was drinking buddies with the king
0: yeah hold on his friend that died Mm -hmm. was like king at 11 years old (laughs) Uh, and no. then died of old wounds
2: uh, He was 12 years old Maybe 13 by that point Because travel takes a while um, uh-huh. But yeah, then died Then ripped a horse apart and ate it raw yeah. I'm like, you want some?
0: I did forget that they were 12
2: <laughs> Yeah, on account of Why Why would you need them to be 12? You could just their age My brain not kept trying their to not age.
0: make me uh, Accept that, I think just kept pushing it aside and I do need to keep like, physically forcing myself to remember that.
2: So how uh, how Christmas spirit do you feel right now?
0: I don't know about Christmas spirit but this is a hell of an anime
1: <laughs> yeah I, I I would I would second that Christmas spirit dunno um, I am I am excited to to watch some anime.
0: yeah kind of in that diehard way i would find this an acceptable excuse to watch it every year
2: right that's that's why i was like this is diehard the Mm (laughs) folktale like if we were to film this it would have to be an anime right like there's no way live action would do this justice no Uh, and also watching jack's 12 year olds would be a deeply uncomfortable thing for all (laughs) members of crew and audience
0: Um, It would be a deeply uncomfortable thing to create.
2: Yeah, but you can get away with it in anime because that's already the tropes. Um, (laughs) So we'd do this as an anime, but there would be like just a lot of festive lights around. (laughs) And we can play an off-brand instrumental Christmas jingle at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then we just let all of the the Viking nonsense happen. Done. Instant money maker. Ship it. Netflix call us <laughs> <laughs> come on <laughs> all right um so I think that's gonna do it for part one of this very special holiday experience uh so thank uh, you he- I
0: have no predictions but I am excited to hear the rest
2: uh do you have predictions Gordy
1: um I want that monster to come back which one? That'd be nice. It's not really Skin a prediction, beak? just more of a more of a wish. I mean in any
0: of them, Skin Beak, the first one, the old the one, one that we've never heard of and no one has ever heard of apparently.
2: Yeah. Well, let's see if your Crumble's wish comes true, Gordy. <laughs> the,
0: the extremely old one.
2: Uh, So thank you for listening. Thank you, Irius, for uh, setting us on this path to the greatest anime we've ever read.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you.
2: Uh, Thank you to all of you for um, tweeting about the show, spreading it to your friends and family. Uh, Thank you to all of our patrons who help support the show. Keep us going. uh, Keep us fed. We do appreciate snacks. Um, Thank you to our top tier patrons, Lucky, Luna, Maxwell, Queen Savagery, Still Reigning, Trickery Treats, Thanks, Nycturus, The Best Character in All Myth Time, Travass, Not Grabass, Heerius, Midori, Baby Grandma, Becca, A Friendly Lobster, Kelly, Is Tinkerbell A Reference to Absence, Project Birdfall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto, Floating Around in a Duck Pond, Caitlin, Danielle, The Holly Jolly Santa Fe, Olwen, Queen of Terrible Taste Allie, That Which Jingles Cobus Cat, Was It Vespa Versus, Keeper of Too Many OCs Pyrus, Nathan the Scot Alex, Banjo Bug, Dave Tracking Crimble Claws to his underground elf lair. Maya, Gray Goetic Prince of the Arcane High Listus of Wimbus, Yahweh, Yahweh. I Frew Up, <laughs> Haley, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Izzy Heather, High Meow Lady of the Cult of Cricket And Jenna, thank you Thank you and thank you always, Doug.
0: Thank you, Doug. Thank you,
2: Doug. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. Happily ever after.
1: this has been what the folklore thanks for listening to our show if you have story suggestions for us please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on facebook and twitter Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album, Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.